Welcome to the Stronger Than Your Boyfriend podcast. We are Heather and Katie, owners of Barpath Fitness, here to help you sift through the bullshit and toxic misinformation that permeates the fitness industry. Today, we have a Q&A podcast. All right, so you know the drill team. We usually have, well, we usually, we have three questions for you, and we are going to answer them. And if you yes, want to are. ask us questions, join our Facebook group, Stronger Than Your Boyfriend, and hit us up on the social media at yeah. Barpath Fitness yep. on Instagram, slide into the DMs, or you can email us if you're cool like that. Okay, question number one. What is your opinion on healthier versions of junk food? Hmm, okay, I have mixed opinions on this, and I'm curious to see yours. I feel like I know, but anywho, I think it's great, or they can be great if you want to get creative and take the time to make it. But sometimes you have to just eat the actual donut or cookie, though, or pastry. And it can be a great way to keep a balance with convenience and taste and a healthy lifestyle, right? But it's really important to remember that even though they're, quote unquote, healthier with better ingredients, which what does that even mean? You're probably just getting more nutrients in whatever processed packaged food that you're eating now. They are still, just like I said, processed foods. So, and if you're making a homemade dish, that should, that's a different story. I don't feel like that's junk food, though. Yeah, I you guess know? it's not junk food. I yeah, maybe. That's true. So, but usually I see people making like keto or protein cookies and like, it's still a fucking cookie, you guys, like just with better ingredients. So also the taste can be a little bit different than an actual cookie. So that's why like you kind of just have to see where you're at with that. If you don't mind the taste of the fake sugars and all that, like great. Like I don't, I would eat like the keto or protein cookie, Ugh. but with stevia, I don't mind it. I feel like you either love it or you hate yeah. it, but yeah. And like, so if you want to eat an actual cookie because you don't like the taste, like I think it's more worth it to do that and actually eat the real sugar, enjoy it when you do, and then just get back on track after. Right. But, and like buying the quote unquote healthier packaged foods is fine, but be aware because they're still going to be hyper palatable. So they are still designed to make you overeat them. They just have better ingredients. Again, you know, meaning more nutrients with it. Yeah. I think that I answer this question on like a scale, right? Like, yeah. am I going to be having this in my home with the intent on snacking on it? Right. Right. Then I'm probably going to opt for something with healthier ingredients. Exactly. Because it's going to be something that, you know, I'm going to eat. Yeah, it's consistent. I'm going to eat more of it than I would normally. But if I'm going out for something, I'm going to get the most the pastry, ju- yeah, like the, the pasta, yeah, yeah. give me all the sugar, all the butter, like the ice cream, yeah. like all of it. Um, but yeah, and at home, I'll, I'll tend to get more of those healthier, I guess, snacks. Yeah, I guess. But still, it's kind of one of those things where it's hard to not eat all of it at once, just yeah. like with any snack, like, right. you know, like the chips True. that you get, it's literally, they taste exactly like chips. They just make them with mm-hmm. avocado oil. So they're, you know, going to go a little bit healthier. Right. <laughs> so it's like, you're still going to like, when she buys the chips, she still eats the whole damn bag. Yeah, I plan so. to eat the whole bag. Right? Yeah. But chips. also that's a mindset going into it. Like yeah. sometimes you just need to do that. And right. sometimes it's, it's worth it. And you prioritize the quality of your food. Great. Buy this, you know, quote unquote, again, better version of whatever junk food you want to eat. But like, I guess that could be a strategy going with the mindset like, yeah, I'm just going to eat this because I want to treat and I want to indulge and I'm not going to buy it again for a while and it won't be in the house. So it's just kind of depends on the person. I feel like, are you cool with 
eating gluten, sugar sometimes here and there. Great. Heather loves that. Pastries once Pastry a week is my thing. So, but also, yeah. And then like, I guess th- with the homemade dish, it really wouldn't be junk food, but that's also your preference. Like if you're doing like spaghetti squash for pasta, uh, great. That's great for you getting more veggies in, but also pasta is okay. Like yeah. if you're eating, you know, if you can Delicious. handle it, if you can handle gluten, whatever, if you're eating like a not gluten-free pasta, and you're, you know, portioning it out correctly and you're getting your protein with and your veggies, it still can be a pretty healthy dish. But some people or everyone is on their own journey with this. Some people are keto, some people are paleo. So whatever diet that you follow, mm-hmm. you can make a version of whatever food to fit it nowadays, especially. Yeah. So yeah, kind of just be wary. Try to get really moral of the story, try to get whole natural foods as much as possible and use these healthier junk food options here and there just like any regular junk food option right yeah okay question number two are weight belts really that beneficial okay so i'm gonna give my opinion first and i feel like you're gonna have a different opinion okay my opinion is actually no i think people rely on them way too much especially for squatting and deadlifting i guess really those are the only two movements i feel like you should use them for and i'll get into that in a second i feel like i feel like i see people you let me backtrack bros in the gym use them for like barbell rows or some bullshit like that <laughs> like hanging knee raises or something stupid <laughs> i feel like i've seen that before okay. or like a hack squat machine like what are we doing <laughs> so yeah you people i think people rely on them too much for squatting and deadlifting because they want to ego lift they want to lift as much as possible so they're going to slap on a belt to do that you aren't training your core to its full potential during these lifts if you wear a weight belt constantly and that and not training with a weight belt will keep you healthier over time because your core is going to get stronger, aka less risk for a lower back injury. Okay. I get if you're in a strength sport like powerlifting, it's a different story, but I am talking about a person doing a program without the goal of competing, which is the majority of the population. But that's where I see people use weight belts the most. It's just kind of, well, when I used to work out in the commercial gyms, a lot of people would use the weight belts every single time that they squatted or deadlifted. Mm. And it really, yeah, sure. It can help you lift a little bit more weight, but it's not even that much. And now you're, you're training your core to rely on that for it's for the core stability versus creating that on your own and building the strength to do that on your own. Yeah. We, um, so I think of weight belts as a tool, which we have an episode on like lifting tools. I don't know if it's out. I don't know if it's out after, before. (laughs) I don't know the timing, but it might be out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can check that out either now or later. Um, <laughs> but um, I think of it as a tool, right? So like you wouldn't use it at first. You wouldn't use it when you're working on like just like stability and usually like high reps, things like that. Um, but there are different reasons you would use it, right? So the reason you would use it is to increase intra-abdominal pressure in order to um, maximize your potential to lift a little bit more weight safely, right? So that's not saying, but that's that's if you already have the base first, yeah. right? So you already have to understand intra-abdominal pressure. You have to be good at bracing your core and breathing yeah. first. Then after a while, when you're ready to go, you know, a little bit harder or maybe a higher volume day for some people I've mm-hmm. seen, or for me personally, like there are certain times a month that I actually have a little bit of 
back pain and what I should do and what I do do in most instances instances is just use auto regulation and lift less weight. Right. Yeah. But there are there were times when I was competing where there were specific numbers that I really needed to hit at that point in the phase. And so not that I would ever hit those numbers for, you know, and risk injury. But if I put on a belt, I could feel like it would be a little bit safer for me to do that at that time. So things like that is when I would say, yes, use a belt like yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it definitely makes sense. I, I've had a lot of clients that I've been training and these were mostly in-person clients and we'd be starting to do movements like squatting, deadlifting, et cetera. And they're, they ask me immediately, they're like, where should I get like a brace for my back or like a belt for my back? And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, let's take a step back. We don't need to do that. So right. this person who's a beginner right. is the last person I would ever recommend yeah. using a belt to because no. I need to strengthen their core. I need to teach them how to brace their core. And like Heather said, if you don't know how to actually brace your core and create that intra-abdominal pressure yourself, you're kind of just wasting your... Yeah, the belt's going nowhere. Yeah, it's, it's really... Nothing. It's just... It's a nice, fancy accessory that you're wearing for everyone to look at. Silly. Yeah, and it does look silly. <laughs> but like, if you're a stupid bro and you're doing these with like for like barbell curls or barbell rows, you're dumb and stop it. Oh my God. You're not dumb. But you're... You look silly and just stop it right now if yeah. you want to be not lame. <laughs> Good, good okay. I'm, okay. <laughs> I'm going to ask question three because it's for Heather. Ah. Actually, is my question for you. Okay. So I wrote it. I picked right. it because it was mine. Okay. Heather, what does your triathlon training look like? Ooh, full disclosure. Heather's not, I don't know if you're actually going to do a triathlon, but all of a sudden, you know, like a couple of years ago, we've talked about, she's like, powerlifting, powerlifting, powerlifting. We got really focused on financial goals. We really got focused on building businesses and shit. So training kind of took a back seat. And now she's like, I need something to train for. So she went the total opposite way and was like, cardio. (laughs) But she's having a good time with it. So, yes. Yeah. Let me explain that I have always thought how badass it would be to do a triathlon. I have talked about it in the past. And I've always thought if I do one, it's either going to be a sprint triathlon super easy or like a normal triathlon not like some mega ultra crazy shit right 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 so i think i was just like lying in bed one day and i was like what am i doing this week because i knew that i was eventually going to do our stronger program which i'm starting next week which is awesome um which we will link in the show notes Yes, we will link that in the show notes uh but i knew i was going to do our stronger program so i was kind of like in limbo with training right i had like some programming i was obviously still following a program that i was writing though which to be honest, when you write your own programming, it's never the best because you only do the things you want to do. This is true. So I was doing my own program and I'm like, well, what do I want to do? Blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, hey, you know what? I kind of want to swim. And I also am excited. Fun. Yeah. And I'm also excited to get my bike back out because I do road bike here in Colorado quite a bit. I really like my road bike. And then I was like, wait, those two things are involved in this thing <laughs> called a triathlon. And I could make that a goal. <laughs> How do you feel about the running part, Heather? I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. Running actually hurts my back. So I'm trying to decide if it's worth it. That's why I don't know if I'll actually, that's one of the reasons I don't know if I'll actually do the sprint triathlon. Um, I do like trail running. So I'll tie a, t- tie some trail running into our hikes that we regularly do. Um, but every once in a while when I run, especially out here on the pavement, for some reason, when I come back, I have some back pain. Maybe you should talk to a running coach and maybe probably, they can assess I probably your form. suck at running. Let's yeah, be real. Like form. It's yeah, probably it's off probably somewhere. Pretty bad. It's probably and they would bad. probably want you to strengthen probably your core a little bit more and all yeah. like lower back a little I bit. See that. So yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, random triathlon training. Uh, what does it look like? So I found like a beginner eight week <laughs> program online that isn't too bad. It's interesting because it's like it's like a couch to try to sprint triathlon program, right? So I'm like, oh, I can do this, you know. <laughs> and the first week wasn't 
bad. I mean, the first time that I swam was hard because I had never actually tried the breathing before. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's kind of hard, but I, I did okay. Um, And then, and, but it wasn't like that bad. It was like, uh, I don't know, six, uh, 25 meter, you know, six times. And then you like take a little break. Like down and like back a, in the pool. No, it's just, tw- I think 25 is just one way. Oh, okay. So and then you take a 30 second break between them. So like super easy, or maybe it was 16. It's a... <laughs> Maybe more yeah. than six. Let's say 16. <laughs> it was a, it was probably a lot, but it took 30 minutes. Let's just put it that way. It took about 30 minutes to do the swimming. It was fine. It was hard, but there were enough breaks. Um, biking, easy. Running, just sucks. So then week two, I get in the pool and it's freaking terrible. It's like <laughs> all of a sudden I have to do 50s. Yeah, I have to go down <laughs> and back. And you get like a minute or more of rest, but it's like, holy shit, this is so hard. Mm-hmm. Like I could only do it a few times. Yeah. So then, you know, every time though, it gets a little bit easier. So Anyway, it, it consists of a couple swims a week and then a couple bikes a week uh, and run one run a week right now. But that's just because I don't like running. Yeah. And I and, oh, and um, eventually on Saturdays, I think it is there's a brick day. So then you bike and run, which is going to suck. Yeah. Because you have to practice the transition. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's cool. I I we, love it. I, that's well, why I'm doing it. Yeah. Other well, than the running. I well, when I first well, when we first moved to Colorado, I started swimming randomly. I was like. I want to start swimming and I would just look yeah, up you were YouTube like a videos. beast at it for a while. I don't know. I wouldn't say beast, but I, I like did it almost every day because that's what I do when I <laughs> get my sights set on something when it comes to fitness. I'm like, ooh, okay, let's get really good at this. So, but yeah, it was really fun. I sucked at it at first. I was like, I feel like I texted you right after and I was like, I almost drowned. <laughs> I almost drowned my first yeah. time. But I, then I started looking up uh, YouTube videos on like the proper technique and I yeah. got the hang of it. I'm not good at it by any means. But yeah, swimming is really, it's really nice. I do like mm-hmm. it. So mm-hmm. I feel like you're just kind of doing cardio activities that you enjoy. Yes, that you is what, what I mean? it is. I love biking and I'm really enjoying the challenge of swimming. Yeah. Running is the one that I like to do it on the trail, but otherwise, like, I'm not really going to put in the effort. So, right. like, so you're doing activities you enjoy, which yeah. is ding, ding, ding. That's what we've talked about this whole time. <laughs> we don't hate cardio. Yes, yes. Do <laughs> so, the things you enjoy. Don't add it in if you don't want to do it. Maybe there'll be like a, like a bike and swim try it well i guess it'd be a do at do have one i don't know like you know how in some powerlifting competitions they oh, just yeah, do like just bench do and deadlift, deadlift yeah. take out the hardest one yeah which is lame but yeah. whatever yeah i feel like running is the hardest one i don't know no i think skill wise skill wise swimming is swimming is the hardest one but running and you need like, more equipment yeah. you need equipment for both biking and swimming that's true so just, running is like the most accessible get, easiest one so i, I guess that's like, true yeah. i'm just going off of like what i hate the most oh yeah I'm definitely most running too. out of all those so yeah. okay cool all right that was a fun one yeah yeah Good all stuff. right well if you like this podcast please rate it and review it that would would really help our little podcast get seen yes and share it with all of your cool not so cool and in the middle friends <laughs> on every spectrum of cool share <laughs> yes <laughs> Okay.